people listen to the station up there? Some do, yeah. So do they, like, crowd around Davey at the water cooler and just, like, entertain us? Well, it was funny. Yesterday, um, on Bad Radio, they replayed the Mike Sweeney interview. Yes. And, uh, like, not two minutes later... Uh, President of, came in? No, one of the art directors came over to my cubicle. He was like, hey, man, that was really funny. <laughs> See you there? See, you're a legend already. You're appreciated. You need to quit that job. Yeah, get a corner yeah, office. Yeah, get rid of that job. Demand the corner office, David. Hey, man. Time to move up. I have, <laughs> I have never had a cubicle before in my life. So... That's, I treasure it. It's not that great a thing to have a cubicle. You never had a cubicle up here? No. What's the Take name of Minor Corp? We don't movie? care. Was that movie yeah. Office Party? What was the name of that movie? Office Space. Office Space, yeah. It's an awesome movie. I've heard that's really good and it I haven't seen good. it. First half is good, then it trails off into nothing. The first half is very funny. Especially if you've ever worked in a corporate job. Which well, I've I've never you done have that. not, right? No. no. I have. This God. is barely a corporate job. Well, you got to wear long pants, right? How many different jobs well, you had, Corby? I wear shorts if I wanted to. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, since what age? Since you began working. First job I had was sacking groceries. Corporate? Win Dixie. Well, every 13 year old boy does that. Did you? I never sacked Sack groceries. Sacked my own groceries around that time, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Paper or plastic? All right. Latex? And then I worked at. <laughs> Sheepskin. I worked at random golf courses Lampton. across the Metroplex. Very corporate. In high school. It's not corporate. I picked up golf balls. Thinking of driving range balls? Very yeah. corporate. And then um, I got fired from all those jobs, by the way. <laughs> Why would you get fired? So what's up? Because I would show up. Or I'd I've be never late. been fired. I have. I've been laid off. This is, I think this is the only job I've, been, I've never been fired from. I've been demoted, but I've never been fired. Then I worked at Radio Shack. <laughs> well, yes, they demote you to the point to where they make you quit. Yeah, they, they <laughs> manage never, you. Never been fired. That's what, that. they call, what they call managing you out. That's the term. You've been David fired just like hangs 20 on times and since hangs I've known on. You. They no. didn't realize you have no self-esteem, so they can't shame you into quitting. Yeah. They I'm, don't realize what they're dealing with. <laughs> I've, been, I've been laid off twice, and I've been demoted once. <laughs> laid off is fired. Yeah. No. trying to mix and yes, match it is. words. No, it is. KTDK. KTDK. You know what the word euphemism means? There's no shame in being fired. When you're laid off, that means that they can't afford to pay you. That's what they tell you. That's what they tell That's you, That's an Dave. excuse to get rid of you. No, and say, now, up, up here it was kind of true. It's not performance yeah. related. Now, see, they tell you that don't buy into that corporate BS they hate when they you say laid here. off. All right, well, maybe they hated me up here, and maybe they wanted to fire me up here. They didn't they hate you off. up here. It's all about hitting the, the, the other job. The other job I got laid off from, it went out of business within six months. So. What kind of business was it? It was that... Prime Sports Radio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. Didn't Channel 8 fire you? No, I no, quit. He quit. To be over here. Because he had the late he night. Because on. he saw the layoff on the horizon. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I decided that why should I waste my time at Channel 8 with a job that might actually turn into a career when I can spin my wheels with the tickets <laughs> and eventually get demoted again? You got a right. good head on his shoulders. Yeah. I got make, a nose for business. Look at that nose. I make good choices. The worst job I ever had was uh, Radio Shack. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I was 19. Stocking cables and No, I was splitters. like selling. I was like on commission. Oh, you're one day. of those guys with the bad short sleeve shirts with a tie? Yeah. And they, you know, worst people come ever. in and like ask me about computers. I'd be like, you just turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> I never pictured you as a real answer man at Radio Shack. Yeah. We got an 800 number. I mean, hey, Corby, I need, a, um, I need an RCA Y splitter. Yeah. Uh, goes into a three-way eighth inch. Yeah. I, you know what? I figured all I'm that stuff out. Our it. merchandise is over there. Yeah. Uh -huh. The diodes are somewhere there <laughs> is that, somewhere. 
bigger than a bread box. <laughs> did you get to work the cash register? Did they trust you in that? Yeah, I worked the cash register. Did you have to ask for everybody's zip code? Yes, their address. Beating. Oh, it sucks so did you bad. you stock any of them after that? <laughs> yeah, Corby, uh, I'm looking for a new monitor for my TRS-80. I uh, wonder where those are. Now, is that like a toy microphone? <laughs> <laughs> Not a Mr. Microphone. We don't sell those. Oh, you're looking for the remote control cars. Yeah, the those cars are right are, here in the middle of the floor. Great. No, right. no, I'm looking for a diode. Right. Right, right. What's yeah. your zip code? <laughs> you have any insulated cable for my TV? It's I don't know, but the trucks are great. Right. The off-road you know what we did awesome. sell more of at Radio Shack than anything? We're splitters. Oh, yeah, yeah big time. I, I mean, that's how that I love Radio Shack. I love Radio splitters. Shack. They got every yeah. electronic knickknack possible. I just I could never figure out how they turned a profit. We'll see. Yeah, I don't on think a fifty cent item. No, Radio Shack's kind of expensive. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're not. not they're not rate. extremely cheap. Yeah, uh-huh. but in my store, well, the five finger discount you had. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't steal anything. He yeah, didn't know what he'd be stealing. <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah, hey, look what I, I got. A, I came home with fifty diodes today. I got a thingamajig. Yeah. <laughs> I just shove them all on my TV. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I hated that job. That's oh the my thing. It's just God, I, I hated that job. You never seem to be real technically inclined to me. I'm not. Why would you get a job at Radio Shack? That's for like geeks like me who are into that sort of Cause stupid they stuff. They don't have any qualifications. And I had like I, had like, and... like, I was 19. I was just starting to grow my hair long. <laughs> Great look that was. <laughs> and I was kind of fat, you know. And <laughs> Still wearing glasses at that point? Yeah, I was wearing glasses. Oh. Hey. Oh, my God. <laughs> Real bad skin. Little yeah. snot coming out. So, so what was bad. your job after that? Oh, we have to break now. Yeah, we got a break. And we have and I need to tease stories. My, I need to tease my worst job ever, too. Okay. All right. That coming up next. Right now, here's a ticket to... Oh, no. Oh, no, I can't say that. Here's a break. Oh, we can't oh. say that? No. It's a violation. Oh, no. Here's a promo. Who are we going to hear from here, Scott? No, here's a, term, a commercial break. Just tease. Just say next. How do you spell oh. Sports Radio 1310, the ticket? A-S-O-T-E-L-E-T. Write it down. Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. A-N-G-A-F-A-M-O-S-I-L-I. How many times should you write it down? Five, seven, three, five, two. Make a note so you remember that the station you listen to all day is Sports Radio 1310. 11-4-2-6. Sign up with Verizon Wireless now and something very interesting happens to your weekends. <sighs> what should we do this weekend, honey? Mm, well, how about we start with a nice long breakfast? Mm, that sounds good. And then I thought we'd put in that new vegetable garden. Oh, I was kind of hoping we could build that deck. Oh, uh, we will. Then let's have a party to break it in. High five. See, right now, when you choose a local, regional, or national digital plan for just $35, you get 2,000 free weekend minutes per month for the life of your plan. After the party, let's drive down to the beach and hang out. Oh, uh, maybe charter a boat and go deep sea fishing? Oh, yeah. That's 2,000 minutes of extra free time per month. Then let's uh, go see a movie, go hiking, hang gliding, and whitewater rafting. Oh, Pookie, could you then maybe mow the lawn? As long as I can lie in the hammock and cuddle with you after that. Uh, no. Plus, join Verizon Wireless now and get a new Kyocera phone for only $29.99. You think by then we'll be hungry for lunch? You know, maybe a mid-morning snack. It's like your weekend time never runs out. Stop by a Verizon Wireless store or any participating Radio Shack. Call 1-800-2-JOIN-IN. One-year agreement required. Early termination fees, other charges, and restrictions apply. It used to be that starting a movie studio required major connections and star talent. Well, this weekend, all it takes is a visit to Intel Pentium 4 processor demo days. That's where you can see how the power of the Pentium 4 processor can help you make the most amazing home movies. 
But why stop there? Learn how to burn customized CDs, enhance digital photos, and play the most advanced 3D games. You may even win some free gear, like an MP3 player or digital video camera. So come get your hands on a PC with a Pentium 4 processor and start building your own media empire. Welcome to your digital world. Come to Intel Pentium 4 Processor Demo Days this Saturday, June 2nd, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Sunday, June 3rd, 12 to 4 p.m. at CompUSA in Arlington or Plano. No purchase necessary while supplies last. Must be 18 years or older to participate. See complete rules of participating stores. Promotion ends June 3rd, 2001. Void where prohibited. What if your life moved as fast as your dog's? You know, seven years for every one. One day you're happy, contented, 14. Then it's your birthday. And you're 21. Hey, cool. I'm legal. But wait a minute. I missed four spring breaks. Then it's 28. A bigger cubicle? Thanks, Mr. Noble. 35. What are you talking about? What vasectomy? And 42. Well, yes, that is my red convertible. Okay, so you don't age that quickly. But without wireless internet from Singular, you could still be missing out on a lot. That's because with wireless internet, you get email, movie listings, sports, news, and more. All through your internet-ready Singular phone. Take that with you, and you'll never miss a thing. Pick one up before life passes you by. Happy birthday, Grandpa! I want my pudding! Singular Wireless. What do you have to say? Get Singular Wireless Internet access for just $6.99 a month. Sign up for a Singular home plan of $29.99 a more a month and get unlimited night and weekend access to the wireless internet. Call one 866 singular Offer available on select plans. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. I'm Tommy Daniels. The Devils need a win tonight to even up the Stanley Cup Finals at two apiece. That in the latest news next on The Ticket Ticker. Another round of cultural exchange presented by Bex Light. And welcome back to the World Basketball Games, where the U.S. is taking on a surprising German team. Let's pick up the action on the court. Yo, check it out, you dudes over there. I, I got crazy mad skills. I take the rock straight to the hole. Yeah, there's no way you're hanging with the big dogs. Your game is weak. I hope you brought a backpack because we're going to take your chumps to school. You dudes shoot so many. Any breaks, you could open a two-family house. <laughs> it seems Germany's got a taste for America. Presenting Beck's Light, all the flavor of a great German beer with a smooth, crisp body of an American one. So good it won the American Tasting Institute's gold medal for best imported light beer. From the top of the key, and it's good. Oh yeah, Strauss is in the house, baby. Strauss is in the house. Beck's Light, Germany's lighter side. Enjoy Bex Light responsibly. Imported by Bex North America, Stanford, Connecticut. The word is out. And these recent Oldsmobile buyers are talking. Well, the family owns three Oldsmobiles right now. This is our second one in the family. I seriously believe that Oldsmobile is the best car out there. There couldn't be a better time to buy an Oldsmobile, especially with the confidence of the General Motors commitment, where every new Oldsmobile comes with a five-year, 60,000-mile GM protection plan and continued availability of service and parts. It's a peace of mind to have a service protection plan. Plus, qualified buyers can get 0.9% APR financing, or you can get up to 3,000 cash back on every new 2001 Oldsmobile. The General Motors commitment, a five-year, 60,000-mile GM protection plan, and continued availability of service and parts on every new Oldsmobile. I feel 100% confident in General Motors. For APR offer, length of finance contract is limited. GMAC must approve. Take delivery by 10-1-2001 for APR cash back. Offers not available with other offers. GM protection plan offer ends 10-1-2002. Limitations apply. See your local Oldsmobile dealer or call 1-888-255-OLDS for details. 
<laughs> Brought to you by Romano's Macaroni Grill. 34,131 on hand last night at the ballpark to see another Ranger first-inning meltdown. The Twins score five in the first, five in the fifth, as Minnesota beats Texas 10-7. to Started Ryan Glenn through just 28 pitches before getting the heave-ho. Uh, he said he felt fine. Uh, just didn't get him out. That's manager Jerry Naren. Tonight, Kenny Rogers on the hill for Texas. NBA East Finals, the Milwaukee Bucks build a 29-point halftime lead. Then have to hold on, but still win by 10, 110 to 100. Bucks head coach George Carl is proud of the way his team stepped up. Our big guys today were very good. Scotty was. Scotty had a good night. Even though Jason Caffey didn't score, I thought he had a good defensive game. And we got a very good play at four and five tonight. In the last couple games, we haven't been getting that position covered very well. And game four of the Stanley Cup Finals is tonight in Jersey. The Avalanche lead the best of seven series two games to one. Seven o'clock faceoff on Channel 8. Our next ticket ticker is coming up at 10.30. Breaking sports news first guaranteed. Tommy Daniels reminding you to remember the time you spent listening to The Rant Saturdays on Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. On Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. This is the Gordon Keith Show, also known as The Rant. I'm Gordon Keith along with Gen X, Generation X, David John, David Lane. Hello. I said David Johnson. <laughs> Generation Gen X, Davey. Take two. Corby and Rick from the T-Box are also with us. And Rick promises he's got a great story. But before we get to Rick's story, we've got to finish with Corby's jobs that he's had. We just got to talking about... What jobs we had before this one, and have we been fired from every job we've had? And Corby's last job that he was talking about was his job at Radio Shack. Right. I went from Win Dixie to golf courses <laughs> to rate to Radio Shack what? to what to, to uh, rape. The interesting segue. <laughs> what to waiter? I was a waiter at Jay Peppy's. <laughs> oh, really? So was I. Yeah. For uh, like six months, and the worst part about that. It was at the J. Peppy's by Six Flags, right next to Six Flags. You could walk over. So you get teenagers leaving you like... I got teenagers like, with no money. Leaving you like a nickel in their water glass. And parents who'd been there all day with their kids that were just burnt out, spent all their money anyway. So there was no tips. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. So I had back-to-back jobs where I made no money because I was making it Radio Shack like three and a quarter plus, you know, 3% commission selling... $2 diodes, you know? I mean, <laughs> I wasn't making a lot of cash, but I didn't need a lot of money. And so then after... And then um, after all that, I, I worked at, at TCU. I worked uh, at this place called Rent-A-Frog. Where they, what? It, it was a company called Rent-A-Frog. I know it's still there. I made a fortune. Where they would take students 
you'd go sign up, and then they'd call you. This company, Renner Frog, would call you and say, okay, we need you to go to this private party and park cars, valet park cars. So you'd show up, you know, they'd tell you what to wear, and then uh, you'd park cars, you make like five bucks an hour plus tips. Or you'd go bartend at a private party, huh. which was great, because every time I bartend, you I would drink. go get sloshed. I'm sure Red Frog uh, appreciated that. Good reference. One time I had to work on this train. You know the Not tarantula. Frog, a frog. The tarantula train mm-hmm. that runs from uh, Fort Worth to Dallas. Yep. And Grapevine, Grapevine too. Grapevine, uh-huh. yeah. Well, one time it was making its, its trek, and they had uh, two cars rented out, or three cars. And they had a bartender for each car. And all we had to do was just make mixed drinks and, and pour beer. And so I had probably f- ten people on my car. Well, I got there like two hours early to set up and everything. And so I poured myself a drink, one of these big styrofoam glasses, probably 16, 20-ounce glasses of gin and tonic. Oh, my God. I used to love gin and tonic when I was a kid. <laughs> when I was a kid, oh, you were 10. Wow. I was 21. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. 10 years ago. So, uh, God, that sounds creepy. I know. 10 years ago, I was 21. So I, I drank like two or three of these huge glasses of gin and tonic before the crowd even showed up. And then they get on there, and I'm looped. And I was such an ass back then. I mean, I didn't care about anything. <laughs> so, we, the train, they drink for probably 30 minutes before the train even takes off. So I have another couple of drinks. And by this time, I am sloshed. I mean, really, really drunk. Well, my two best friends are in the other bar cars, bartending. So I'm walking back and forth, and we're just BSing, you know, and... The woman who's in charge grabs me. She's like, you got to, you know, you got a job to do. You can't talk to your friends. I'm like, whatever. You know, what are you going to kick me off the train? So we make it to Dallas. And then you stop in Dallas for like 15 minutes. And you turn right back right. around and come back. It's only like a two-hour trip, two-and-a-half-hour trip. By the way, this song's funny on two different levels. Name them. It's by Soul Asylum. One. What? Mm-hmm. All I can think of is the runaway train runaway bit trains. that we did with the train conductor. <laughs> well, this is funny because obviously you're working on a train, yeah. right? So he plays runaway train. And what's the name of the band? Soul Asylum. No. Oh, uh... Blotto? Uh, uh, what, 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 what are they called? I think it's Gin Blossoms, isn't no, it? No, it's oh, Soul sorry. Asylum. <laughs> Soul Asylum? Yeah. Idiot. Oh, I'm thinking of, uh... What's the dingus? Hmm? What was uh, Gin Blossoms? Two big hits. Found out about you, and what was the first one? It might have I crashed you tonight. That one. Hey, jealousy. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So once we make Soul the Asylum. once we make the turn back from Dallas, I've I've probably had about seven or eight huge gin and tonics. I don't remember one second after that. I bla- I basically blacked out. So <laughs> my friends told me that. It's a great reference. Thank you. I was twenty-one. Rented drunk. Oh, then it's That's okay. That's an excuse. Okay. So my friends tell me that what I did was I went back to their cart and just sat at their bar, like squatted down and was just kind of sipping on a beer it. or whatever. And the woman came back and was like, you get up right now and go back to work. And they said that I stood up and I was like, why don't you go back to work or you do my job or whatever. To get a raise after that? And she was like, you were so fired. You were so fired. But she couldn't do anything. She couldn't kick me off the train. So I sat there in that car and just drank. Boy, that's a sad story. Isn't that you horrible? It's just pathetic. Well, your parents are awfully proud, I'm sure. All right. It was way back when. All right. And then I got this job two days later. Gosh. Wow. No. All right, Davey, what was your worst job? Well, briefly, if I could just throw some shout-outs to IHOP and Bedford. Oh, my God. 
He was a busboy at IHOP, right? I, yeah, I started being a waiter. Well, because I was uh, I, I was like 15 or something, and you can't wait anywhere until you're 18, anywhere that serves alcohol. Right. Well, but you're adopted, so you could work as young as you possibly could. Yeah, right? child labor laws don't uh, don't include orphans. No, wait, wait, wait. You weren't a IHOP wasn't your first job. No, it wasn't my first job. Because you were a chimney sweep for like 15 years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but I worked at IHOP. I started out as a busboy, and then I... Chimney, chimney, <laughs> Then I worked my way up to waiter. Davey's big, uh, Davey's big nose, all black all the time. There's, there's nothing more downtrodden than the IHOP waiter or waitress. <laughs> no you kidding. you money at IHOP waiting tables? Especially on a Sunday morning. Call the churchgoers because they oh don't my tip gosh. really well. Because they, be, they tithe too much. They pull out pennies. It would be so jammed, and the wait would be like an hour. Right. And you would have to try and turn those tables over. And I can't tell you, the worst feeling is when you would think you were all caught up, and then you reach into your apron and you find an order that you haven't put in yet that you've been holding on to for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Two skeletons at the booth in the corner have been waited on for like 10 years. Then you got to run in with waiter lingo. Yeah, and boy, the cooks would hate you then. I need a rush on this. Yeah, I need a rush. That 86 it. So they steal it off somebody else's what? plate and throw it on her? Yeah. But that? the worst part about that job is it was brand new when I started there. And so me and the husband of the woman who owned the place... He and I had to dress like pancakes and wave to traffic on the side of the road. Gen X Davy. Were you the chocolate pancake with whipped cream or these what? Big foam pancakes. And fortunately, oh gosh, I was so sad. I was the boy pancake and he was the girl pancake. Oh, at least you caught the yeah. break there. What do you mean? You had like a dangus or something? Or what do you mean? Pancake had like blue pants that hung down, and then the uh, girl had like a pink skirt that hung down. She had like. Stream bikini and <laughs> see, so we're like Davy Flapjack and yeah. So it was like it had these big pig in a blanket look down there. <laughs> I mean, it was it was like a gosh, it was it was probably about five feet in diameter. This big foam pancake thing, and it had these big googly oh. eyes. And then I looked out the mouth. Uh, the mouth was at eye level. How hot was it? Oh god, it wasn't too bad because I think it was in the spring. But we were like, uh, we were like standing on the, we were standing on the overpass where, uh, oh, one, oh, I would have run you over. I would too. You should have just jumped. <laughs> right there. I'd have poured, I'd have come out and poured syrup. He was, uh, flat as a pancake when we found him too. Uh, so. Knock him down, poured syrup all over him. It's at, uh, one, for the ants. 183 and, uh, yeah, I know where it is. Murphy, Mur uh, is it Murphy Drive? Yeah. Mm hmm. And, uh, we were standing on that, that overpass and, and my, my parents drove by and saw me. <laughs> Davy Schnoz bringing you a snack top. lunch. Your dad's like a tear. <laughs> my adopted oh, son's God. finally made it. He's in show business. Look at him. You yeah. think they regretted their decision to adopt you then? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Honey, I told you. They go back Worthless and look at the paper. There's a reason someone gave him up. I told you. They go back and scan the paperwork looking for loopholes. Right. Wow. Can't do over. We have a money back guarantee here. Yeah, seeing if they put that special pancake uh, provision in the contract. <laughs> so shout out to IHOP. All right, IHOP. He did it. He's uh, out. He's dressed as a pancake. We can get rid of him now. All right, coming up next, this wild story from no, Rick Garnett. It's 1022. Yeah, we got two minutes. Oh, we got two minutes? Yeah, we can yeah, twist it. Well, I thought we always twished out at 1023. Let's twish it because I got to... No, maybe a morning Break, drive. Breaks are shorter on weekends. Okay. All right, now everybody, ahead, every, everybody here in the show has a dog. Davey's thinking about getting one, correct? Yeah, I'm dying to get one very soon. All right, this is um, out of... brought mine up here. It's out of the Macon Telegraph somewhere in Georgia. 
I just dumped that. He did. He just did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He dumped it. it so Jenny bad I had Steve. to dump it. Jeez. Police have determined a family pet ate off a woman's bottom lip while she was sleeping last week. Which one? Karen Stokes. Which bottom lip? Karen Stokes admitted to police that she frequently allowed her one-year-old only one bottom lip. Yeah, yeah, there's one top lip, lip, one bottom lip, one left, one right. Yeah, it's a lefty and a righty and a top. Yeah. What? Karen Stokes. If you're laying down on your head. That's true. Uh, admitted to police that her frequently allowed her one-year-old poodle, Shorty, <laughs> to lick her lips after she drank sweet tea. Peanut butter? She also told them the dog had taken out her false teeth out of her mouth several weeks earlier and chewed them up while she slept. Uh, she woke up one morning finding the bot- her bottom lip was missing. What the... What is she... Is she on some kind of sleep medication? Or heroin? Uh, the woman told she not wake up? She took pain medication, trazodone. Or trazodone? T-R-A-Z-O-D-O-N-E. Trazy is what we call it. Okay. <laughs> or just T. Trazy. Can you imagine rubbing your eyes and looking in the mirror and your bottom lip is gone? Gone and you just have a little vampire blood beard. Shorty! <laughs> you did it! Shorty's shaking in his teeth. And Shorty! Uh, uh, so she took the Shorty's wearing it. <laughs> took the drug tea and drank some sweet tea shortly after ten o'clock. Uh, woke up at nine o'clock the next day, find her bottom lip was missing. Lips like sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Police officers shir- searched the house for the woman's lip. They checked the dog and found traces of blood around the animal's mouth. Turn it up. Turn it up. Scott's actually working today. He is. I don't know why. Why? Why today? He's been on the show for like a year. Maybe and he's, today he figured out that he can search on the computer system for <laughs> keywords. Maybe he's on Crazy. 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 The aftermath is she's being treated at Houston Medical Center and she will have reconstructive surgery to put back her lip using the skin from her, buttocks. her left lip. Her buttocks area. Yes. <laughs> her left lip. <laughs> what if they could do that? What? <laughs> Well, if you you'd have to brush your teeth a lot. Some women have gargle. You'd have to gargle a lot. You grow a mustache. And if you some women have more than two. What? Now, anyway, move on. Oral hygiene. Which aisle would you go in? Oh, it's uh, no. If you had a if you had a transplant, you had an oral hygiene problem. What aisle would you go in? Chicken of the sea. What? (laughs) What are you talking about? I still don't understand the joke. He's talking about talking about gargling with douche. I did not say that. What are you talking about, Dave? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> it's like an odd conclusion you reached as to what he was speaking of. All right, I'm ending on a high. I don't know if it was a high. I think it was a high. I think it was. I think it was. I think Davey's comment just put it over the top, and it's a winner. Okay, well, then, fair enough. Coming up next, uh, we talk about the story. Oh, what is this? Oh, come on. Mike just ruined the Oh, tease. coming up next, we're doing two things, actually. No, 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 no. You can't replay tease. anything. Why? Yeah, you have to come up with something original. Wait to replay something until I leave. I'm going to leave after this next segment. I don't want to sit around and hear something replayed. Okay, well, so talk- we're going to cheat the listeners to fit your schedule. Cheat the listener? Or just yes. call from in here. <laughs> I want to talk about that Saudi Arabian dude who blew his whole family to bits. Okay, first of all, the guy was from Nepal. Oh. He's not from Saudi... What? Where'd you get Saudi Arabia from? I think I saw a turban on his head in the picture. <sighs> the ticket to 
The Ticket, Dallas-Fort Worth's original all-sports station. Sport you have no concept of levels, do you, Scott? There you go. No, higher. 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 Still hasn't gotten right. That's high as it goes, sir. All right, then it's recorded low. All right, 1034, Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. <clears throat> All right, where's Corey? Corey, come on. This is the story that Corby was particularly interested in. I got to admit, I was pretty shocked when I woke up this morning and, and read this. This happens over in Nepal. Any fans of Everest, like that level right there, Scott, is way too low. I was trying to fade in the complete song instead of just the intro without anyone knowing. Gordon, I apologize. What now? I don't know. The Chili Peppers I song I played was only 20 seconds, yet uh -huh. the full one was in there, so I was trying to switch it out oh, without anyone noticing. Well, crank it up. There you go. And, is that my phone? And speaking of higher ground, if you're familiar with Mount Everest, you know the nation of Nepal, okay? Well, what happened over there is that uh, the Nepal prince from the royal family over there, not right, the it's... musical performer from Nepal that's kind of like Prince. Now it's too loud. I'm sorry. It's making me crazy. He opened fire in the royal palace. Now, he was the crown prince, which means I guess he's heir to the throne, right? Yeah. Uh, he killed what his... If, whatever the throne in Nepal is worth. Hey, I bet it's worth more than you or me. Well, yeah, probably. I mean, that's just a safe guess. Go ahead, Gordon. Although I don't have... Oh, thank you, Corby. <laughs> I don't have a new estate, though. It's true. Uh, he killed his parents, the king and the queen, in a dispute over his prospective bride. Then, after he kills his parents, he gunned down six other relatives before putting the gun to his own head. Killed, like, his sister, his brother. Right. Cousins. This guy was 22 years old. He killed his brother, Prince Nirajan... He killed his sister, Princess Shruti. She was 24 years old and was married and had two daughters. No. So who takes over, do they say? I, think, I don't know. I mean, he's, he, he's decimated the entire... He wiped out the whole royal family. Right. Um, four other members of the royal family were also killed, but their identities were not immediately known. The shootings resulted from a dispute over the crown prince's marriage. His mother, the queen, reportedly objected to his finances. Fiance. Fiance. The royal family had uh, apparently gathered for a meeting to discuss his wedding. Unconfirmed reports say that the prince wished to marry the daughter of a former government minister who was a member of the aristocratic Reina family, which ruled Nepal at one time. Some early reports said that the crown prince had survived and was in critical condition, but another... A source said the prince died of his wounds. So this is a Romeo and Juliet type story. Well, if they were an aristocratic family, why did his mom object? To I don't his know. Fiance. Well, maybe Thought they she were was a B or something like maybe that. Maybe they were paupers who just rose to the throne. But I doubt it. You're making that up. That's that's weird. Thank you. <laughs> okay, that's what you're going for, I guess. They have no idea who's going to succeed them now. They should get um, like a Sherpa. No, they're not going to get a Sherpa. I, I guess the... Okay, wait. Prince Gyendra 
is now next in line to the throne. He's expected to succeed the king. I guess this is his brother. Say how old he is. So he survived the carnage. I guess so. He was in the bathroom. But the nation of Nepal is freaking out because they they were all excited about this royal wedding coming up, and the next thing they hear, the entire royal family is gone. Now they got a dozen royal funerals to look forward to. Not exactly the same thing. They just want the pomp and circumstance. That's all they want. See, like, this music is so far down, you could not hear it on the radio. Which is kind of a cue to turn it up, Scott, if you... I'm turning it up, sir. Well, turn it up more. But not too loud, because it makes me insane. (laughs) So, anyway, that's the story. Um, I really wish that the Nepalans... Or Nepalites, I don't know what they're really called. I wish uh, them much success. The Nepali. The Nepalians? Nepalese. It's the Nepalese. Um, Hello? Yes, who is this? Turn down the music. It's the ghost of the prince. It's the ghost of the prince? I hear you talking about me. Yes, we are. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us right now is uh, the Crown Prince Dipendra's uh, spirit, I'm assuming, from the, from the afterworld. I'm not sure if he deserves applause. Oh, give me applause. So, uh, you killed everybody, huh? You killed the whole family. You killed uh, yourself in the end. And Come on, Scott. Applause, please. Well, Prince, it's a horrible thing that you did. I want you to know that. They all deserve to die. Why? Now, how can you say that? Because they are from Nepal. Albeit, that is a good point. No, it's not a good point, Corby. How, Crown Prince, look, you're from Nepal, too. That's why I offed myself. Huh. So you just basically turned on the Nepalese. If I had an atom bomb, I would have taken out the whole effing country. Oh, come on! That's ridiculous. I, I'm assuming that you're in a bad place right now. You're in hell, right? No. I am actually awaiting reincarnation. Oh. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I guess I wasn't aware of your belief systems. I, I, I apologize to you there, Crown I, Prince Dipendra. I am in a waiting room, waiting to be assigned. And uh, do you get to put in your request as to what you would want to be reincarnated as? Yes. I have requested... Either a butterfly or a supermodel. <laughs> Those are pretty good choices. I didn't know they had a lot. Are there a lot of Nepalese supermodels? No, I don't want to be Nepalese. I want to be a hot young American. No, you do. I don't blame you. I have heard, I have heard rumors, though. I am afraid I am going to be reincarnated as a sea slug. That'd be unfortunate, but that's probably <laughs> it's probably what you get for killing your whole family and then yourself. Yeah, now you killed... My only regret is that my brother was in the dumper. The oh, dumper? Yeah, see, I don't know if it was your brother. It may have been the king's you, brother. Is that I'm not the sure. Nepal for the bathroom? Yes. The dumper. <laughs> Prince, I, I even question whether we should give you the forum to speak. Because of what you've done, what you've done is so despicable. Prince, you are mere radio host. 
you are not a prince anymore. I am prince if I say I am prince. You're getting ready see, to be a C-slug. See, Corby, you're starting to see the attitude, what led to all this. Yeah, the violent temper. violence I, that occurred over there. I am a Gen Y prince from Nepal. I don't know if you're Gen Y. You're, you were 29. I thought I was 22. Yeah, you, I said, no, no. you said 22 earlier. No, the princess was 22. Well, whatever. <laughs> well, now you know how old you you're are. You're Gen X. See, you're confused, They don't though. keep good records over there, do they? No. <laughs> That's no. one of the reasons you probably didn't like being... Nepalese. Yes, I just had to take my mother's word on it. Right. And then you had to kill her. So, let me get this straight, Prince. You killed nine people, including yourself, right? That is correct. I killed them dead. No, no, that's that's ridiculous. I appreciate that, Prince. No, that's nobody applauding there. That was a computer malfunction. Well, Prince, would you like to take this time right now to apologize? I apologize to no one. Now, why are, you, why are you still defiant? Because they deserve to die. Okay. See, now that's, come on, that's ridiculous. My only regret is that I was not able to take all their limp, lifeless bodies and throw them off the peak of Everest. Okay, that's it. I'm hanging up on it. That supposedly was the ghost of Crown Prince Dipendra. Not a lot of remorse, so I guess Corby Hill spend his days in a Nepalese hell. It's too I bad heard. you missed that, Dave. Yeah, I guess it'll be a sea slug. <laughs> <laughs> when we have guests like that, I'd appreciate it if you would chime in a little more. Yeah, I should have asked a question. Coming up next, the story of the doctor fined for taking the wrong breast off a woman. Mm. The ticket. Ticket chicks in halter tops. Ice cold Miller Lite. Sand in your shorts. The Miller Lite ticket time wasters. Swimming pools, movie stars. The Summer Bash. The ticket's Miller Lite Summer Bash. Presented by Dish Direct and Caliber Collision Centers. Saturday, June 16th, Sundance Square. Don't be a spare, be there. All sports, all the time. www.theticket.com Seul le verre à bouteille est acceptable. La céramique contamine le verre. Assurez-vous de bien tasser les journaux dans de grands sacs. Radio 1310, The Ticket. This is the Gordon Keith Show. I'm Gordon Keith along with Gen X Davey, uh, the producer of this show. And Corby Davidson from the T-Box is with us right now. Corby's about to have to get out of here and go do some shopping. That sounds very important. Uh, coming up here in just a few moments, we're going to hear uh, Gen X Davey's interview with Mike Sweeney. The golfer, or the, uh, I'm sorry, the, <laughs> the baseball player. Davey asked him a bunch of uncomfortable hypotheticals. Uh, but first, we want to get to the story from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. One of the leading cancer surgeons down there was disciplined on Friday for mixing up two patients and removing the left breast of a woman who wasn't scheduled to have her left breast removed. What was she scheduled to have done? A lumpectomy, which is a... Much less radical procedure. Radically less a procedure. Yeah. She was going to have a humpectomy? A lumpectomy. A lumpectomy just removed a massive tissue right. probably in her breast? Which probably, when, that, when someone makes that decision, they're making the decision, no, I don't want to have my breast removed. I mean, they specifically choose not to have their breast removed and just to get the lumpectomy. Maybe so she, she wakes up and it's gone. Maybe she pointed to one thing on the menu, and the doctor thought she was pointing at something right. else. I don't think there's a uh, medical menu. Oh. Well, I don't know. 
Um, early reports say that uh, the woman had poured sweet tea on that breast and the doctor gnawed it off. No, that was the poodle. That was Shorty. Oh, sorry. Shorty! Shorty! You bring my lip back here and my breast. When you get a mastectomy like that, mm -hmm. can you get a, a boob job? I think you yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah a, a lot of a lot of breast cancer survivors do that. Really? Just for cosmetic yes. reasons, they will put a, a you know implant in there. So but some, there's scar tissue, you would think. Yeah, I don't know what they look like, but at least they maintain the shape. You know, yeah. when you have I don't a know mastectomy, what it looks like when they have their clothes off. When you have a mastectomy and your shirt's off, is it just like a? I mean, it looks like me. I think you look like an android. Yeah, you do kind of concave because I don't think the gripple survives for no. some reason. Yeah, they lop it all off, so you just smooth chested. But why do they have to lop it all off? Why can't they just like open up the skin and take out all the fat that is the? I don't know. I don't know. Breeze. They need to have tube socks hanging off. Well, no, and then fill it with something, cement, like concrete, or tapioca, sand, sand. <laughs> well, I don't know what they fill it with. What's that stuff? Chocolate milk? Silicon. Quick creep. Silicon. Same stuff that they make computer chips out of. All right, speaking of Brees, are we done with that story? Not necessarily, we'll Corby. Dr. Moving. Cox huh. was fined $5,000. This is all he gets. He gets fined $5,000 and charged $920 in cost. No. And he must take a five-hour class in risk management. No, she'll sue him. This is what the, the hospital's finding. Yeah, this is what the Florida Board of Medicine, I guess, did. Uh, they also required him to deliver a lecture on wrong side surgery over the, in the next year sometime. I can't imagine what malpractice insurance costs nowadays. They say it's incredible. They say it's not worth it to become a doctor anymore. This is how it happened. Two patients were awaiting surgery at the end of the day. This is back in November 1998. One was to have her left breast removed. The other one to have a left breast lumpectomy to remove a tumor. Uh, Dr. Cox asked for the next patient, the one scheduled for the mastectomy, but staffers wheeled in the wrong ah. patient. So it wasn't, it wasn't it was Cox's fault. Staffers. Um, shouldn't he be a male doctor, by the way? No. Having a staff? No. His name? Anyway... So how can they find him? It seems like it was the staffer's fault. Well, it's like... I think it was Cox's fault. <laughs> Not the staff's fault. You sure? I think... How can you blame Cox when you have the staff right there? I don't know. Well, it's like... How it, big was the staff? Probably about six, six or, or seven. seven. What about Cox? Mm, Five, six, three. Somewhere in between. Yeah. Depends. I think he's pretty big. Anyway, you know, it's like it's like if a... Uh, but how can he check, though, Dave? I mean, it's not like these people have... Well, I know. It, it, but well, maybe they do have identity tags. I, I think that he probably, he probably could have determined before he underwent the surgery that it was the wrong person if he had... He didn't undergo he, the surgery. It, the patient did. Before he undertook the surgery. Okay. If he would have just been more thorough, but... It's like if a building crumbles and it was, you know, the, the workers that poured the foundation, it was their fault, but it's ultimately the engineer who's going to take the fall. Right. Well, and a lot of times, you know, they, they get out the Sharpie marker and they all draw and 
on it mm -hmm. and say what they have to do here. Take this leg off. I like to sneak in the hospitals with a Sharpie and just do that. <laughs> it's a gag. Yeah, sedated patients. Remove my tongue. <laughs> right eye giving me trouble. Please remove. Well, hell. Uh, please sew. Right here on the forehead. Give me a tablespoon and I'll just kind of scoop it out there. Please sew nostrils shut. <laughs> you had it written on your forehead, ma'am. What was I supposed to do? Doing what I was told. What? Okay, would you for $10 million, $10 million, it's a lot, for the rest of your life, what they do is you undergo this operation once and you can't have it reversed. They will sew your mouth shut two stitches worth on each side. So you have kind of just a little, little hole like that. So. <laughs> for the rest of your life. So it'd kind of screw up your appearance and it'd make eating to be kind of a whip, but it's $10 million and you don't, but you're not restricted. You know, you don't have to perform any tasks. You don't, your travel is not restricted. But that would be such a pain because I'm sure it would split and you'd have to keep going back and getting it redone. Well, yeah, you have to carry a travel sewing kit with you. But I think those come on airplanes anyway in hotel rooms. So I wouldn't do it. No, but what they'll do is they'll, they'll scrape your lips up to where it will grow together before they stitch it. They'll scrape off the top layer of skin where it'll all grow together. Yuck. I wouldn't mind my all wife. Right, how, how about my wife? I wouldn't mind my wife doing that. <laughs> Why? In honor of Cox and staff. Oh, the doctor who performed this surgery, you're saying? Right. Hmm. <laughs> you shut that bitch up, too. Cobra. You know, uh, oh. as long as you're getting your her mouth stitched a little, you might Okay, not. all right. That's My, the end of this story. All right, I have a story relating to breasts. This happened in Bogota, Colombia. Three young women preyed on men by smearing their breasts with a powerful drug and luring the victims into taking a lick. Where did you get this? Uh... Randy Haynes. His employers may not, oh, yeah. want, may not want to know that he's using valuable company time. No. Anyway, uh, they, would, uh, they would take a lick and then they pass out. And then these, th these girls would make off with their wallets, and, to wallets and cars. <laughs> the women stood by the side of the road near bars and restaurants in wealthy parts of the capital, Bogota. That's they, Columbia Corp. Right. They'd, have seduct, they'd uh, stand there in seductive poses and lure men to drive by, stop, take a lick. And they'd charge like a buck for you to take a lick. But then once they took the lick, the men would pass out completely. Actually, actually says, after licking the women's breasts, the men lost... Oh, don't get so graphic. The men lost all willpower. They also, they were still conscious. They just lost willpower. They're just limp and... Yeah. They came to their senses hours later to find their wallets they get off, and cars. They go off their diets and <laughs> yeah. start smoking again. The three women in their late teens or early 20s were arrested in Bogota on Thursday in possession of narcotic pills. And then what? Then they realized that they their realized cars that and wallets their, were yeah, gone. Yeah, we're gone. Oh. But at least they got to lick a breast. Uh, yeah, maybe well, you've never done it before. That.
Is it worth it? What's if that? you've never done that before, what? ever, if what? you've never licked a breast. Let's send Burl down to Columbia. Stop it. You, you know, I got to admit, this is a pretty good scam for these women because there's not a lot of guys who turn. Imagine you and your buddies in college, bu especially in that bunghole of a area. Cobra. Bogota. No, listen. What? I'm sure that those Bogota chicks are cute to those Bogota. Oh, you think? Yeah, I'm sure it's just like driving up down University looking at SMU girls. That was what it'd be to us. For them, because they're. Because, yeah, because they're Sherpas. <laughs> so, if, like, a good-looking girl, like SMU girl, mm -hmm. Highland Park High School girl, says she wants to get into my car and... Yeah, me I mean, like, a, you're driving by a with dollar. a bunch of your friends, and this, you know, cute girl on the side of the road said, hey, you know, you want to do this? And you know, all your friends, you know, are tipsy except for the driver. <laughs> I think you would do it, Dave. I think you would, too. Probably. I think you would, too. I wouldn't. I'd... I wouldn't. I have some vows that I'm pretty serious about. No, I'm not married. <laughs> I know you're not, Dave. That's why I'm saying it. That but, is a good scam. That's a lie. It's a pretty good gag. No. Yeah, you, no, you can't say Don't that. Don't say that word. Sorry. You just say you put powerful drugs on me. Yeah. You know, and I put powerful drugs on me and then, and then what? park my car backwards over there yeah, across the street. Yeah, Park. You know what's weird? I rode my uh, scooter to work today, mm -hmm. and I'd left the house early, like an hour early. I was going to get breakfast and stuff and read the paper. Anyways, I rode around for like an hour in around this area of town and up into uh, Highland Park. You get a lot of waves? Huh? Yeah, I'm sure I'm just very popular right around here. Anyway, I drove through the Dallas Theater Center, mm -hmm. you know that place down there? And there was this one little secluded section of the parking lot, and there were two guys with their cars pulled in backwards, just sitting there in different cars. And they looked like P1s. I mean, they looked like any guy you would see out of the remote or something Won't like that. Would you go that. talk to him? Hey, I'm Gordo. No. They have their ticket shirts on? No. They didn't have ticket shirts Look on. Look at me. I'm Gordo. But I... So what's the story behind that? So you pull your car in backwards, you back in, mm -hmm. and you're open for business. And the idea is that another guy just comes along and says, let's go do stuff to each other? Ten-inch wiener. Is that what happens? You're asking the wrong guy, but yes. Well, I mean, have you heard? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, but have you heard how that how that goes about? No, I haven't. See, Scott, see if we can get Ty Herndon on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I've always heard rumors. Maybe these three callers are gay. All right. Hello, are you gay? No, I'm not gay, but I got a funny story about an SMU gay people that was actually in the SMU paper. Okay. Okay. It's uh, about the what they called the glory hole. Turn your radio on. Oh, just, just let's, okay, okay, let's let's watch it here. Let's just say the glory. Okay, the glory. We'll okay. go with the glory. All right. All right. So what happened? And that's the conclusion of the story. No, it was actually written up in the SMU paper. It was, uh, they, had a, they had a place in the library downstairs where there was a hole cut in the, uh, cut in the wall between the stalls, and it was called the that glory hole. That is such okay. a myth. Sorry, glory. It was called the glory. Dude, that's a myth. That was not in the I, SMU paper. It was paper. in the SMU paper. I went to SMU. How old were also, you? Also, SMU chicks let you lick their breasts for free. All right, see. I did hear, though, at Zippers. 
KTCK, Dallas-Fort Worth, KTBK, Sherman Dennis, coming up here KTBK, in just a, Sanger. Coming up here in just a few moments, uh, Dave, Jenix Davies' interview with Mike Sweeney. Hi, you're on the ticket. Are you gay? Uh, no, I'm not. Do you know what goes on in these parks? Uh, no, actually, I was calling about your Colombian story. Yes. Um, that was actually uh, a plot to a TV show on uh, CBS, that crime scene investigator, CSI. Um, that whole thing with the drugs on the restages. Really? It was a plot on one of their first uh, shows, only it was hookers in Vegas doing it. Maybe they, that's where they... So it's, a f it's fiction? Uh, well, I guess it was fiction. Now, maybe the the ladies in Bogota learned it from the... Big fans show. of CSI? Yeah. Hmm. Thanks, dude. Thanks. Joining us now on the hotline is the producer of the hotspot, uh, Richard Hunter. Now, Richard, do you have information as to how the go the ins and outs of what goes on down there? Yes, unfortunately, I do, Gordo. Now, let me say I'm not gay either. Are you but, gay? Uh, Are you gay? He's already answered that. Oh. No, no, I'm You're not right. gay either. But ever since uh, the inception of the Hey Man, What's Up Rodeo a few weeks ago, I've become all too familiar with how this works. Okay. So, and, and so a guy, good, okay, yeah, tell us the story. All right, you go over there, you, you pull your car in backwards to the parking space. That's the first sign. When somebody sees a car pulled in that way, they know what's up, okay? Uh -huh. And then if it's, uh, uh, then, then once, you know, somebody, there's some other people gather around, you flash your headlights twice real quick. Uh-huh. All right? And then that basically says, hey, you know, I'm in the mood. Big old and, balls. <laughs> yeah, and then okay. if somebody flashes their lights back at you, then it's, it's, more or less incumbent on the first person who flashes the lights to initiate the conversation. Now, in the rodeo, we play it a little differently, you know. Well, what, we, now, wait a we, second, wait a second. So the, the first guy gets out of his car and goes over to the guy in the other car? Well, yeah, because he's the one that basically asks for the date. He instigates it. Well, what if he goes over there and it's some, you know, fat guy who's about 68? Well, you know, it's funny you say that because, you know, last night uh, Kevin Blanford rode in the rodeo, and it was dark. So... Uh, <laughs> He got his. He got very offended and his feelings hurt because he, uh, you know, as per the rules of the rodeo, flashed his lights, and a guy pulled around, pulled his car right in front of uh, Kevin Blanford's car, turned his high beams on, got a good look inside the uh, car at Kevin Blanford, and then just peeled out of the parking lot. Oh no! <laughs> now I'm yeah. not. I'm not familiar with the rodeo. Explain your. Uh, oh right. Okay. Yeah. The Hey Man What's Up Rodeo is a bit that we do uh, on the hot spot and. Uh, each crew member takes a turn going to a, a park much like the one you're describing, pulling in backwards into the parking space and flashing the lights. Now, you know, in rodeo, you have to ride the bull for eight seconds to get what's called a qualified ride. So what happens is you're on a cell phone with, with the station, and uh, as soon as someone comes up and initiates conversation with you and says, hey, man, what's up, you're on the clock. And your ride lasts as long as you can stand it before it just gets so uncomfortable and so tense that you have to bail out. It's a pretty good gag. No, <laughs> so it's kind of like the uh, when the rodeo clowns play poker. Exactly. They That's wait, a very good analogy. They wait to the last second before they get gored. What's that called? Yeah. Now I went first. And I, only, I went first. No. And I only lasted a minute. David Robinson went over there second, and he got so enamored with the fact that these men were finding him attractive that his ride lasted 10 minutes. Oh, my God. So, wait, so 10 minutes. So is one guy going to, like, try to beat everyone else and, and go, well, the, that's the, go the whole way? Well, yeah. No, uh, I, yeah, exactly. It's, 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 you think it'll get to that point? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's about how long the ride lasts, but much like rodeo, there are also style points involved. How long did Kevin last? 
Uh, Kevin went uh, five and a half minutes, I believe. He got a hold of a guy that uh, they, there was a lot of uh, innuendo going on about how large their trucks were. Okay. Oh, my. Now, yeah. are you gay? Uh, no, no, he's I'm already answered that. answered that question earlier in this interview. All right, Richard, we're late for break, for th- but thanks for popping on with us. Absolutely. Okay, coming up next, the Mike Sweeney interview. You don't want to miss this. Unfortunate. This is The Ticket, established in 1994 as the first all-sports station in Dallas-Fort Worth. We could beat you over the head saying we talk sports, and that we focus on sports, and that we live and breathe sports. The reality is, we're just a bunch of painted-faced fans with a transmitter. We love sports and women and beer, and Baywatch reruns without the sound. The first, the original, the official sports station of the P1 sports fan. Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Okay, let's talk about Major League Baseball. First, there's spring training. Sure, it's nice, but it's just practice. Then there were a few games in April and May. All right, I suppose, but just a warm-up, right? A prelude to the real deal. Now the boys of summer are ready to kick it up a notch because it's time for opening day. That's right. Opening day on Fox. Today on the season premiere of the Fox Saturday Baseball Game of the Week, perennial forces battle when the New York Yankees take on the Cleveland Indians. They do not like each other in any way, shape, or form. Two of baseball's most storied rivals collide in the Big Apple. The Indians bitterly remember being shut out from a league championship by the Yankees. They're looking for payback, but first they'll have to face the intense heat of future Hall of Famer Roger Clemens. Clemens struck him out swinging. This season, if it happens in baseball, it happens on Fox. It all begins today. Indians-Yankees on the Fox Saturday Baseball Game of the Week. The coverage begins today at 12 p.m. on Fox 4. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Bass Plaquemaker. Mr. Bass Plaquemaker. Only a true artist like yourself can turn five pounds of dead fish into a work of art. No fish you smell now. In your capable hands, we know that our trout will never look trashy. Our crappie, never crappy. Never crappy. Thanks to you, we can say, I caught this bass. What have you ever done? Tell me now. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Bass Plaquemaker. Because while a trophy wife may grow old and wrinkled, a trophy bass can now remain forever young. Bud Light Beer at Isabush, Houston, Texas. Well, there it is, Bob, our new home. Looking good, Marsha. When's it going to be done? Won't be long. They've already got the Tyvek on. The what? Tyvek. Tyvek home wrap? Look, the white stuff says T-Y-V-E-K in big letters. I can read, babe. What is it? Tyvek home wrap. It's a protective layer. Helps keep out the wind and rain. And it breathes so moisture can get out. Best of all... Tyvek helps keep energy costs down. Really? You know, our energy bills have been wicked lately. Will Tyvek really help keep them lower? Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Tyvek home wrap. We really need One. this stuff, Great, huh? great. It's pretty what basic, Bob. A quality home has quality written all over it. Well, I can see that. T-Y-V-E-K. In the Dallas area, these quality builders use Tyvek stucco wrap. Cook and Harrison Homes, English Heritage Homes, The Counter Companies, Incorporated, Dale Clark Homes, and Douglas Scott Homes. 
I'm Tommy Daniels. Ryan Glenn on the hill last night against the first place Minnesota Twins. We'll have the latest in all the sports news next on the Ticket Ticker. Set sail for Foley's Memorial Day sale starting tomorrow at 9 a.m. This is something special. See as you can find. Save 25 to 50% store-wide, even on our entire stock of swimsuits for Mrs. Women and Juniors during our annual swim price break. This is where it happens. Now's the moment. Now's the time. A Foley's exclusive. USATs for the whole family are just $5 each. Plus, bring your bonus coupons to save even more on sale and clearance purchases. This is where smiles are made and dreams are to 50% on all dresses, pantsuits, and suits during our semi-annual Dress Spectacular. Plus, buy two, get two free on bras and shapewear during our semi-annual lingerie sale. Be sure to check your paper for bonus coupons to save an extra 15% on sale and clearance purchases. This is where it all starts. This is where it gets good. Foley's Memorial Day sale starts tomorrow at 9 a.m. The Minnesota Twins light up starting Ryan Glenn for five runs in the first. The Twins never looked back, beating your Rangers last night, 10-7 at the ballpark. Glenn says no excuses on his performance. Sometimes you get taken by the woodshed and get a, get a good butt kicking. That's just basically what happened. I got hit around, walked a couple guys, and this, that's the way it happens sometimes in baseball. Tonight, Kenny Rogers faces Brad Radke. NBA Eastern Conference Finals, Ray Allen, 41 points, the Bucks. Take down the 76ers, 110-100, Game 7 tomorrow in Philly. Paul Azinger converted five straight birdies on the back nine to into the lead midway through the Memorial in Dublin. Azinger fired a 567, and at nine under holds a one-stroke lead over Vijay Singh. Lurking close behind is Tiger Woods, who is just two shots back. It's going to be a long day, and you know that. You know your rhythm is not going to be at your normal pace. You're going to have to wait on a lot of shots. You're going to have some hold-ups, and you're going to have to somehow stay mentally uh, ready to play. Our next Ticket Ticker is coming up at 11.30, breaking sports news first guaranteed. Tommy Daniels reminding you to remember the time you spent listening to The Great Gordo on the Ranch, Saturday, Sports Radio, 1310 The Ticket. Norm Hitzkus, Dallas-Fort Worth Sports Authority, live on The Ticket. Bob and Dan, bad radio coming up today at noon on Sports Radio, 1310 The Ticket. It's 11.15 on Sports Radio 1310. The ticket this is the Gordon Keith Show. We go till noon today. Action-packed hour for you. We're going to hear a lot of bits of the week. Starting with this one, Gen X Davey had an uncomfortable interview with baseballer Mike Sweeney. Uh, he decided to give this guy a bunch of hypotheticals, and soon the guy's religious beliefs came out. He was a he pretty, seems like he's a pretty serious, um, you know, Christian. And so Davey's hypotheticals were twice as uncomfortable after that information was dropped. All right. Take a listen. It's with uh, Mike Sweeney of the uh, Kansas City Royals. Are you familiar with the concept of a hypothetical? Yes. Okay, it's basically <laughs> a difficult choice, and we're trying to determine which choice you would make. Absolutely. Okay. Would you, one of these two choices, become the first Major League Baseball player to come out of the closet or take <laughs> a Randy Johnson fastball to the temple? Well, out of the closet meaning uh, sexual? Like, yeah, you're gay. gay no, well... Number one, I'm I'm not, and number two, I don't believe in that. Um, I feel that it's you know something that the Bible speaks ill of, and I don't I don't believe in it. So um, I have already taken a ball in the head from Randy Johnson. So you've already answered that then. Yeah, so I think I've already answered it without you knowing it. So hypothetically, I'd probably choose the uh, 
the former and uh, taking a, sh a shot at the head because already, I've already done that. Okay, so we assume now that you're straight. Are you married? No, not married. A serious girlfriend? I've uh, been dating a girl for a few months now, yes. Okay, hypothetically, uh -huh. she finds out that you've been cheating on her. Okay. Okay? Or you cheat on her with one of your teammates and she never finds out. <laughs> well, I'm into hypothetical, but it wouldn't happen either way. Okay. I'm, I'm a faithful guy. If I'm going to give my word to a woman, um, it's going to be my word and I'm not going to go against it. And uh, the second part of me being with a man, <laughs> no chance. All right. <laughs> you are the greatest baseball player ever. Better than Willie Mays, better than Babe Ruth. Yeah. However, you have to play in Japan. You never play in the major leagues. Well, I played in Japan last winter. Um, we traveled with the uh, American All-Star team. We played against the Japanese All-Stars, and it was a really neat time. Uh, the culture is much different there in Japan, uh, but the people, the respect level that people show for one another was very encouraging to me. So, uh, Could you handle it for your whole life, though? Um, I mean, if, if I grew up in that culture, yeah. But growing up in America, being with you know my family, being here in the States, and the people that I love most living here in the United States, I think it would be tough for me to go abroad and play in Japan. What if you had to sponge bath a sumo once a week? <laughs> no chance. <laughs> All right. Now, would you take... You're the same baseball player you are today, except you either have lobster claws or a baby on. Oh, which do you choose? For my hands? Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I guess this interview isn't isn't real serious. Um, Either one, whatever, whatever way I'm designed, I'm fine with. I mean, if I have lobster claws, lobster claws. If I have a short arm like a baby, then that's, that's fine as well. Either way? Either way, I'm cool. Okay, World Series, game seven, yeah. bottom of the ninth, two out, bases loaded. You're yeah. up at bat. You have a choice. You can either ground out weekly and your team loses the World Series, or you take one square in the jewels, force in the tying run, and your team goes on to win the World Series. Oh, uh, absolutely. Take the second one, the latter, man. I'll you take sacrifice? Sacrifice for the team, absolutely. I mean, it's, there's no uh, better joy than winning. I've never won a uh, World Series in Major League level, but I've tasted winning, and uh, it's a sweet feeling. So I'd endure pain for the, for the you know, sacrifice for my team's winning, yes. All right, a dream season, World Series title. You win the Triple Crown, league MVP, but for the entire season, you have a tattoo of a penis on your cheek. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I take the winning. I take the dream season, but uh, no chance of me having that on my face. By the way, is this a gay uh, radio show? No, it's not. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of stuff about penises and being gay and coming out of the closet. This is a gay radio it's show. But... Farm All right. Let's say, let's say it's not uh, anything to do with sexuality. All right. You just have your dream season. Yeah. The only way, though, that you can win the Triple Crown and be the league MVP, you have to survive on a diet of Funyuns, cotton candy, and Mountain Dew for the entire season. No chance. Couldn't I, handle it? No, I think uh, I, I value what I put in my body as far as my diet, so I don't think I'd be able to live a whole year of eating garbage like that. I mean, winning's great, but I don't think it's that important. Okay, last one. For a million dollars, would you sleep with Heather Locklear? If I was married to her, yes. If not, no. God. Would you say that that's kind of a lame hypothetical? Lame? I don't know. To some people, man. Some people would probably jump at it, but, you know, a million dollars is not everything to me. Um, if I was married to Heather Locklear, I'd sleep with her every night <laughs> for free. <laughs> All right. Well, I thought it was pretty stupid, but a friend of mine, Jeff Curley, wanted me to ask you. Uh, well, tell Jeff. It wasn't that bad. All right. Thanks a lot, Mike. You're welcome. My pleasure. Go 1310, the ticket. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Very good work there, Davey. Great Thank interview you. with Mike Sweeney. Nice now, guy. What's the story with you in the morning show? You're doing one every week? Until I run out of ideas, yes. Okay. Every, every Thursday at 740. 
Every Thursday at 7.40, listen for Gen X Davies' Grab Bag. Grab bag o interviewing fun. Okay. A <laughs> uh, quick story before we <clears throat> get you geared up for the Van Clyburn Award. Yes, I'm excited audio. about the Van Clyburn Award. Did you Award. hear the Van Clyburn Award audio? I did. It's genius. Okay. It is very funny. Very funny. Okay, this uh, taxi driver in Rapid City, South Dakota. Hmm? Nevada? This doesn't make any sense. Rapid City SD. What is that? South Dakota. Okay, but this story takes place in the Philippines. Hmm. Well, go ahead. This cab driver picks up five dudes from the Philippines, and they say that they're asking for a ride to Boston, Massachusetts. So they were from the Philippines, but they were in Grand Rapids, South Off. Dakota. Yeah, I guess that's right. And they want they pick, to ride He picked in a up cab. five men from the Philippines. So yeah. the men are from the Philippines. He didn't pick them up from the Philippines. Yeah, because you can't drive a cab from the Philippines to South Dakota. All right, so they're in Rapid City, South Dakota. They asked for a cab ride to Boston, Mass. The cab driver says he left the town with only a sweatshirt and a can of deodorant. So he's not wearing any pants, <laughs> any underwear, no high heels, nothing. Wow. The round trip takes six days. Were they ladyboys? 3,800 miles. They started on May 22nd. They arrived in Boston on May 24th. Did they bond over the course of the road trip? I don't think so. I mean, you, what would you have to say to Filipinos? You can't speak the language. Oh, I don't know. I just thought it was like, sounds like a movie. The rental car, uh, a rental car would have been much cheaper, but none of the five was licensed to drive in the U.S., how much do you think the fare is for a 3,800-mile trip? Uh, I don't know, man. Ass. Five grand? No, cheaper. $2,400. Really? I'm trying to think of a cab for the round trip. Yeah. Did, did he bill him for both ways or just dropping him off? I guess you can only bill him for dropping off. But if it's so long and out of your area, then, then they would have to pay for the return back. Because what are the so. chances of him picking up someone in Boston, <laughs> Mass, wanting to go to Rapid City, South picking Dakota? Picking up a fare back to South yeah. Dakota. How long do you hang around Boston to see <laughs> if that fare comes along? Just with a cardboard sign that says South Dakota? But I swear, like, in New York, you're paying 35 cents for every fifth of a mile or something like that. Mm -hmm. And just like a $5 minimum or something? In so, New York? Don't they have a minimum? No, it's a $2 pickup. Oh, okay. Um... No, they don't have a minimum fare. That'd be ridiculous. Well, the pickup fee, that's what I mean. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, it seems like it should cost more than a buck a mile to ride in a cab. This know. guy's getting 3,800 miles, $2,400. Uh, the cab driver gets 40% of the fare. And the cab driver says, man, I was really happy with it. I'm not going to complain. It paid me $960. To drive cross, halfway across the country right. and back. Four days worth of work, 960 bucks. That's so not worth it. A lot of people don't make that in a week, Dave. I know, but the, just the beating involved. Right. It's not worth it. Hmm. Anyway, that's the Especially for story. a bunch of Filipinos. What do you mean by that? Nothing. You think that cab had air fresheners going? Because okay. all cabs do. Yeah, he probably bought some in Boston. Why would he buy some in Boston? 
for the trip back, aired out. Oh, because you have six guys in there sweating the whole yeah, time. Yeah, you know, no AC. Well, we don't know that. Well, I guess if he's driving a cab in South Dakota, he may not have well, AC. Well, he's wearing a sweatshirt and no pants. Van Cliburn next. Valley Ranch Police, Missing Persons Division. This is Myrtle speaking. Uh, yes, um, uh, I would uh, like to file a missing persons report. Uh, we're looking for Darren Hamrick, uh, IE linebacker. Uh, last seen trying to buy a 25,000 square foot house with uh, the penis of the cowboy organization pays him. Okay. Obviously, he needs his ass kicked. Got it. When Darren Hambrick actually shows up to play, we'll tell you about it. Breaking Cowboys news first, guaranteed. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. www.theticket.com Hey, Frank Parra Autoplex, the place to go today to buy yourself a new vehicle. And two new vehicles I want to tell you about. The Chevy Avalanche, brand new from Chevy. This is a very odd vehicle. It's kind of a hybrid between a pickup and an SUV. First thing you notice about it is its rugged, bold looks. But the Avalanche is so much more than that. It has many features that have been integrated into the pickup that also serve a function. Go by and check out the Chevy Avalanche. you got to see it to believe it at Frank Parra Autoplex. And also, while you're there, take a look at Chevy's newest midsize SUV. It's called the Trailblazer, and it has a lot of power, 270 horsepower at 6,000 RPM. It can really haul, so you need to check that out while you're there, too. Make a decision between those two or... Hey, they always have Suburbans and Tahoes and Silverados and all the things that you've come to love from Chevrolet. Still have those at Frank Parr Autoplex. Frank Parr Chevrolet is located one mile west of Texas Stadium on Highway 183 in Irving between Carl Road and O'Connor. They're also on the World Wide Web at www.frankparra.com. And their slogan, Parra people and Parra prices make the difference at Frank Parra. We'll be there. Honey, what are you doing? I'm downloading some music. But it's, it's two in the morning. Yeah, I tried earlier, but it took so long, I kept getting disconnected, and I'd only get partial songs. Do you really need to do this now? Ah, no one else out there is trying to download this song now. It's a daytime song, don't you know that? I have work in the morning. I called your boss and told him you'd be in late. Oh, okay. When did you call him? 20 minutes ago. He said something about you not coming in at all. What? Yeah, it was weird. He seemed pretty disoriented. Maybe it's time for Southwestern Bell DSL Internet. Download all the music, streaming, video, photos, and games you want. We're on it. Call 1-888-2DSL-888 and get DSL Internet for $49.95 a month with a free self-installation kit plus a $149 gift card with modem and activation. Call 1-888-2DSL-888 or go to swbell.com. Restrictions apply. Services provided by Southwestern Bell Internet Services. Southwestern Bell, a member of the SBC Global Network. It used to be that starting a recording studio required major connections and star talent. Well, this weekend, all it takes is a visit to Intel Pentium 4 processor demo days. That's where you can see how the power of the Pentium 4 processor can help you mix and burn customized CDs. But why stop there? Learn how to make amazing home movies, enhance digital photos, and play the most advanced 3D games. You may even win some free gear, like an MP3 player or digital video camera. So come get your hands on a PC with a Pentium 4 processor and start building your own media empire. Welcome to your digital world. Come to Intel Pentium 4 processor demo dates this Saturday, June 2nd, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Sunday, June 3rd, 12 to 4 p.m. at CompUSA in Arlington or Plano. No purchase necessary while supplies last. Must be 18 years or older to participate. See complete rules of participating stores. Promotion ends June 3rd, 2001. Void where prohibited. 
Tommy Daniels. Game four of the Stanley Cup Finals is tonight. The Devils need a win. We'll hear from Jason Arnott and all the way to sports news next on the Ticket Ticker. What if your life moved as fast as your dogs? You know, seven years for every one. One day you're happy, contented 14. Then it's your birthday. And you're 21. Hey, cool. I'm legal. But wait a minute. I missed four spring breaks. Then it's 28. A bigger cubicle? Thanks, Mr. Noble. 35. What are you talking about? What vasectomy? And 42. Well, yes, that is my red convertible. Okay, so you don't age that quickly. But without wireless internet from Singular, you could still be missing out on a lot. That's because with wireless internet, you get email, movie listings, sports, news, and more. All through your internet-ready Singular phone. Take that with you, and you'll never miss a thing. Pick one up before life passes you by. Happy birthday, Grandpa! I want my pudding! Singular Wireless. What do you have to say? Get Singular Wireless Internet access for just $6.99 a month. Sign up for a Singular home plan of $29.99 or more a month and get unlimited night and weekend access to the wireless internet. Call 1-866-SINGULAR. Offer available on select plans. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. The first place Minnesota Twins came into Arlington and made the Texas Rangers. Now you fill in the blank. Texas gives up two five-run innings. Twins cruise last night. 10-7 your final at the ballpark. Tonight, Kenny Rogers on the hill. It's a 735 first pitch. Channel 27 as the telecast. Game for the Stanley Cup Finals tonight in New Jersey with the Avalanche leading two games to one. 7 o'clock face-off on Channel 8. Devils don't want to go back to New Jersey down three games to one. Here's Jason Arnott. We have to come out and play a solid 60 minutes of 20 guys. And uh, we know Marty's going to be there for us. We've got to be there for him. And uh, that's the bottom line. This is it. We have to, uh, we definitely have to win. Defending champ Kari Webb took control at the stormy Southern Pines on Friday, firing a bogey-free 65 for a lead of five under 135 in the U.S. Women's Open. Our next ticket ticker is coming up at 11.50. Breaking sports news first, guaranteed. Tommy Daniels reminding you to remember the time you spent listening to The Rant Saturdays on Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. The Ticket. We love sports, women, and transmitters. Listen to our threesome, 1310 AM, 1700 AM, and now at 104.1 FM. Sports Radio 1310 okay. The Ticket. Testing, one, two. Yeah. 11.31, Sports Radio 13, the ticket. 30 minutes to go and on the big show, which is what I like to call this program, big show, because we talk such serious sports. Coming up in just a few moments, we're going to hear from the first round in the Van Clyburn piano competition. We have some exclusive secret audio on that. We'll take a listen to it. I didn't realize it was an open this year. Yeah, they switched Usually it this an year. Invitational. I think they got some flack for it being too exclusive. Uh, um, they, they didn't have enough minorities mm. involved. They also were excluding people who weren't that strong of piano player. People that just want to put the Van Cliburn competition on their resume. Yeah, just exactly. want to say they did it. Yeah, competed in the Van Cliburn. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So they had to open it up this year. A um, few quick hits. Number one, did you see who died? Mm, no, the crown prince of Nepal? Well, yes, he died, but I'm talking about somebody else. A celebrity? Yes. Oh, yeah. Somebody else other than the crown prince died. Princess Di? No, she's been dead. Well, the king of Nepal. That kind of goes along with the crown prince. Yes, the king... And the crown prince are dead, but I'm talking about somebody else. 
the queen of Nepal. Yes, the three, the king, the queen, and the son, they are all dead now. But I'm talking about somebody else has died in this world that is of note. Uh, boy, the crown prince's sister? Technically correct, yes, the crown prince's sister did die by a bullet from the crown prince, as did his mother, as did his father. But I'm not talking about them. Somebody else died. Oh, gosh, I mean, there were a couple other royal Okay, nobody members. from Nepal. We're exiting out Nepal. I'm not talking about anybody in the royal palace at Nepal. Okay, uh, Peter Sellers? All right, I'm just going to tell you now because I'm tired of you trying to guess because you're guessing people who died a long time ago. Oh. Hank Ketchum. Hank Ketchum? Who the, who the hell is that? The cartoonist who, I guess, invented Dennis the Menace and drew it for forever and ever and ever. Beating. It was a beating. So you're celebrating this death? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying that his life's work was a beating. Died at the age of 81. He suffered from cancer and heart trouble. He lived a full life. But I don't think he had been drawing it for a while. They say he kind of oversaw it, but he had long since turned it over to other cartoonists. Really? Yeah. Outsourced it. Yeah, he was outsourcing it. Is this the theme song to Dennis the Menace? I guess. We'll play this at his funeral, I guess, when they bring in the casket. So that Whip TV show was based on the cartoon. The cartoon came first. Right, right? the cartoon was the first thing. So he, he died rich. Yeah. Turn this up and we'll have a moment of reflection. That heart bliss was him passing into heaven. It's the longest theme song in the history of theme songs. Oh my gosh. My God. Well. Wait, play it again. It was no, little, no. Oh, okay, no. no. Don't have time for that. Anyway, he's dead at the age of 81, that whip cartoon. Is I don't it? know if it's going to continue or not. I imagine it will if he's been outsourcing it. What do you mean? Well, if he's had other people drawing it. I mean, it's not like there's any... Yeah, but when Charles Schultz... They're not still doing Peanuts yeah, anymore. Yeah, but he was he never stopped drawing it. I mean, they still run the best of Peanuts mm -hmm. in the paper. I don't know. I, I never read the funny pages anymore because there's... Because no, they're not funny. There's nothing worthwhile in there. The only thing that's occasionally funny is Bizarro. Mm-hmm. Which is a Far Side ripoff. Yeah, basically. Which, that was funny. Far Side is very funny. All right. So he died. That's That's one quick hit. Okay. That wasn't exactly quick, but... Let's take a listen to the song one more time. Hit it there, uh, Scott. You know, I was trying to remember some of my favorite moments when we were playing this before. We are having our moment of reflection. Favorite moments of Dennis the Menace. Nothing came to mind. The movie with Walter Matthau. Didn't watch it. Okay, I can't take it anymore. Blow Hank, catch him away. Don't, he's already dead. 
the Bush twins. You yeah. saw where they got in trouble again down in Chewy's in Austin trying to order alcohol when they're only 19 years old. I've been to that Chewy's. So this is getting to be kind of a pretty big story. They were officially charged with misdemeanor minor in possession or... Mm -hmm. One of them was Barbara Bush. One of them had a fake ID, right? Yeah, Jenna Bush, the one that caused all the trouble. Who's kind of the bad girl, and Barbara's supposed to be the good twin. Now, Jenna goes to UT. Barbara does not, right? Barbara goes to Yale. Yeah, Barbara like was her daddy. visiting. Uh, uh, you know, I think Barbara is hotter. See, so do I. Craig keeps going on about Jenna, and I think Barbara's a lot hotter. Yeah. And I think Jenna has a lot of fat potential, and I she's think, not well, going to be hot. They both have FP. Uh-huh. They got, like, the, you know, the flabby arms. They've packed on a few yeah but uh so barbara actually had a margarita in front of her and jenna they didn't accept her fake id and so she caused a big uproar so she was only charged with uh attempting to buy alcohol with a fake id how stupid is she very dumb everyone recognizes them everyone knows they're 19 they're underage and plus jenna just got busted two weeks ago yeah for having alcohol and being underage so well, and when you have a fake ID and you get busted and, you know, they, they say, I'm sorry, this isn't you, and they don't try and take it from you or, you know, get the authorities involved, you just say, okay, sorry, man. Right. You attempt it, and when they say, I'm not going to serve, you say, you oh, okay. You don't try and hammer it through. No, you don't say, get your manager over here right now. You don't say, call the cops. I want this settled. She's so stupid. So, and I feel bad for... George W., because I really do think that this is just, I mean, this is college kids being college kids. Did you see the quote from Barbara Bush? The older? The, the, yeah, George W.'s mother. Uh-huh. No, I didn't. It's, uh, it's actually, if you go to... Uh, Did hit the jump? Yeah, hit the jump in the paper. There's a quote where she says that um, George W. is kind of getting a taste of his own medicine. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That she had to deal with this when he was having his party days back in college. Don't you, uh, don't you like the Bushes? I'm kind of fond of that family. Yeah. Well, I thought the dad Bush always had a nice grandpa feel to him. And I love Barbara Bush. Everyone likes her. Yeah. I mean, I guess and they're funny. They're self-deprecating. They're as close as we have to American royalty these days. Hopefully, George W. won't off himself and the whole family. Like Nepalese royalty do right. all the time? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Yeah, Barbara Bush has uh, some belated advice for the president. What goes around comes around. She says, quote, he's getting back some of his own. He to she told a group of a thousand people that. And she was referring to the, uh, that uh, he was pretty much a partier when he was young, too. He did, you think he did have a uh, DWI when yeah. he was in college. Remember, that came out five days before the election. Yeah. So with him being elected president, Jeb is a governor. Isn't there another Bush that's in politics somewhere? I, yeah, I believe so. I don't remember his, his name. Don't they have the chance to surpass the Kennedys as the political dynasty? Well, may, maybe, maybe in offices, offices held, but not in uh, the public in fascination. Public yeah, yeah, because the Kennedys are so romanticized. Why are they so romanticized, but the Bushes aren't? Well, because JFK and RFK, too, they were both... They were younger and better looking, more charismatic, you know, and they both were killed at a young age. So they didn't have a chance to screw well, things RFK up. RFK was only an attorney general. Well, he's a senator, well, but, too. He, but he was running for president. Yeah. Anyway, all right, so uh, you and I both vote for Barbara Bush, correct? Yes. Please sit 
Please set Junior straight on that. And a lot of people have been emailing me asking about this website that we referred to on the air. It's called firsttwins.com. If you'd like to go check that out, it's a website dedicated to these two girls. Up the skirt shots? or Almost. There's one down at the bottom of the page where Jenna Bush is falling on top of a sorority sister of hers oh down at UT. My. And they both have cigarettes in their hand. You know they're blasted. You know they were going to go home and have a pillow fight. All right, it's time to take a listen at the, uh, the segment we did on the Van Clyburn Awards. Where does this start, Dave? Uh, it starts just at the beginning of the audio, the, so you'll have to set it up. The setup is this. We got a hold of someone over at the Van Clyburn competition. They record all these. I don't know if you're aware of this, Dave. They record all rounds of the competition, and they sent over a few entries that they had had. And uh, yeah, I'm sure that they, they keep the best entries for posterity. Yeah. But maybe some of the lesser entries that they're probably going to roll over, they sent over here. Yeah, they're, I think they're allowed, they're supposed to keep them on file for two weeks. After the competition. Oh, is that, is that right? Yeah, that's, okay. that's the, the rule. As we make it up, yeah. we go along. And uh, so we got a hold of some of these and listened to some of the first round entries. Not really great piano players. I guess like the, the noted concert pianists probably have buys in these rounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they don't have to enter. Yeah, they have a couple buys, I think. Yeah. And Van Clyburn <laughs> has had many buys in his lifetime, too. So, so. so here it is. Listen to this. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome from Grand Prairie, Jim Doolittle. Start, start now. Yes, right there. That's enough. Okay. Good enough. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this cutting wow. Oh, he tanked. That guy's from Grand Prairie. <laughs> Probably not the best song to take to the Van Clyburn competition. No, and you'd think it'd be like the U.S. Open qualifying where you had to have like a certain handicap before you could, you know, like a two handicap or something. You know what? Maybe this was like a sponsor's exemption. Maybe they let some local guys well, in. Well, maybe so. Yeah, that could be. All right, let's take a listen to the next one. All right. Once again, I haven't heard these yet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the vast hall, Bob Byron from Denton. Oh, another local guy. <laughs> guy's from Denton. Judge has not even let him finish. No, no. Let the guy finish the song. Come on. <laughs> I know he's struggling, but crowd starts turning on. He's from Denton. <laughs> or that incessant. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, he needs to work on his technique, I think. Now, is, yeah. that, is that a judge or is that Van Clyburn himself? I think it's Van Clyburn, him <laughs> singing. Yeah. He oversees even the first round? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. That's the most important one. That's when the crowd comes out to see Van Clyburn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe they get better. I think they get better. Okay, this, let's hope so. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Bill Runyon from Farmersville, who will be playing the, uh, what is it? 
pendant in E minor uh, concerto? Uh, no, I've switched that. Uh, what are you playing, sir? I'm going to be playing uh, Roll Your Knuckles on the Black Keys. <laughs> Roy! <laughs> That is the all-time give-up song on piano. Roll your knuckles on the black keys. I bet that's never been performed at the Van Cliburn before. You can do Man, it down there, though, too. I would love it if just one guy would try to do that at Van Cliburn. Well, apparently uh, a guy did. That was audio from the Van Cliburn. Oh, yes, you're right, uh, Craig. Now, I don't know, Jeremy, do we have any more? Is that, uh, is that they no? send any more? Yeah, we got a couple more, actually. Uh, okay. Oh, okay, all right. And uh, now, please welcome to the Bass Hall from Champaign, Illinois, Joseph and Martha Oh, huh. Oh, of Illinois. Uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's not very good. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's just awful. Don't you know Van just over there just heading his hands? <laughs> Oh, man, they came all the way from Illinois. Yeah, now if they come from Illinois, you ought to be able to finish the song. Yeah, I don't feel so bad for the guy from Farmersville. It's only about an hour's drive. <laughs> from Illinois. Now, this next one, I think this guy, um, if I remember reading my notes correctly with uh, the, the note they sent with the tape, mm -hmm. uh, this guy got the quickest hook of anyone <laughs> oh, really? at the Van Cliburn competition. All right. Our next entry is from Nathan Farnsworth. Hailing from Coral Gables, Florida. Well. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Boy. He got three <laughs> notes on the guy said, okay, that's enough. Can we hear that again and see how quick a hook he got? Our next entry is from Nathan Farnsworth, hailing from Coral Gables, Florida. Obviously, he was just there to bust up the crowd. Right. 8 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk with the hot spot and hear a little bit of classic Ticket Falcon audio. Here's the pitch. Hey now, Mike Reiner here. And Greg Williams here of the Hard Line. Join us for the Congratulations Rafi Club 400 party June 7th at the Legends of the Game Museum. 400 home runs. Wow. 400 bucks a couple gets you an autographed replica bat like the one Rafi used to hit his 400th home run last season. Plus, you'll meet Rafi and get an autographed photo. Part of your ticket price will benefit the Lena Pope Home and the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Call 817-794-0.